Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm here with uh, Zanna van der Aert today. 20 years of um, a track record in customer experience, PhD, and a tiny dream. What's your tiny dream? My tiny dream is just to change the world, meaning uh, improving how companies treat people, employees, and customers. Yes. My partner in crime, Miranda Nijenhuis, she's been my partner in crime for eight years. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting old. <laughs> we're, we're still happily married. <laughs> uh, and we've been working together on several projects in the last eight years. Yes. And because we want to know a little bit more about you, not only the CX stuff, I ask you a personal question mm. and you can answer if you want. <laughs> yes, I have the option to say no. Right? Of course, of course. <laughs> not, not too personal. Uh, favorite sports? Favorite sports? Well, now I have to say squash. So, um, last... Not padel, because that's really hip, right? (laughs) Please, dear listener, dear viewer, this is the standard response since, I think, a year. Yeah. Whenever now you say I play squash, oh, shouldn't you be doing padel? No! Squash? (laughs) I really like squash. (laughs) Yeah, so that's now uh, the... So, I do a lot of sports, so you cannot see it, but on the left... Really nice bike. Really super cool bike. was kind of a gift to myself. <laughs> and I do a little fitness as well, but that's not fun. That's pure functional. So the squash is really also for the fun. Also, 16 kilos kettlebell. <laughs> Never used. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to uh, CX. Yes. Uh, today we talk about to benchmark or not to benchmark. Yes. Why? Well, the let's say the fun I always tend to have a little with companies that are benchmarking is my experience with them is that if they do better than the bar- benchmark, let's say they're having a benchmark with, I don't know, 10 competitors. If they're scoring better, then they're saying, hey, check in the box. We're done. We can just sit back and relax. We don't need to improve anything. If they are scoring lower than the benchmark, then, yeah, I'm not sure if the benchmark was the right survey. You know, they're disqualifying the whole research. Well, that's a starting point. But I think more on a philosophical question. Mm -hmm. Why would you even want to benchmark? If you already know, also from previous podcasts, if you measure satisfaction or MPS to start making money and to have a financial impact, you need to have from satisfaction at least an 8 or 9 plus. And for MPS, at least plus 30 or plus 70. Yeah. If you know that, then why benchmark with your competitors? Because you can benchmark yourself, right? As long as you're not in this plus 70 or this 9 plus, you still have a lot to improve and you can just keep benchmarking yourself. Yeah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. What's the risk when I benchmark with other organizations? Yeah, so what happens, at least what, what I've seen, is that, for example, if you're doing a benchmark on MPS... When the benchmark is not something that you set up with a research company, it's either you're comparing, let's say, apples and oranges. So I've, I've recently, I just Googled just to have some fun to see what I could find. And I found, I think, a benchmark from, I think, Qualtrics, where the whole insurance sector had a plus 10 NPS. And I found another benchmark from, I think, the same year. And the whole insurance sector, and both was US, so I did check the country, it was plus 70 plus 70 plus 10 and insurance plus 70 I think is a question mark in itself right (laughs) not the most sexy sector to be working in so that's one thing right you don't know what they have been measuring 
is it a touchpoint? Because if it was a touchpoint benchmark, let's say the call center in insurance companies, it could be well plus 70. Because the scores after a touchpoint are always way higher than, let's say, my brand NPS. Yeah. Uh, how would you recommend the whole company? So that could be an explanation. Then, even more um, shocking, I would say. So, uh, during these years, I often uh, am being asked to review the existing research. So, I've seen a lot of research. And I've seen creative solutions where they're measuring an MPS on a five-point scale. Uh, just in case you don't know, but the net promoter score is from zero to ten, normally. Uh, would you recommend company X? So I saw it on a five-point scale. I completely agree, completely disagree. On a seven-point scale. And these are all then part of a benchmark. Yeah. So you have no idea what, what you're comparing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And when I'm a global company with offices uh, around the world, can I benchmark uh, with my own offices? Yeah, so we've done that a few times with different organizations. And yes, that works well. And it works well for several reasons. Because... In those companies, you tend to have the same CRM. Mm. And so selecting the, the customers is always a challenge for any research. But the good news is when you all have the same CRM, you can uh, globally define exactly, okay, so this field in the CRM means that these customers have gone through this journey. And that's the same for all, let's say, the 40 countries. So that's helpful. When you're benchmarking with competitors, you don't know if their CRM has the same definition. Um, so you can coordinate the selection. You can coordinate the timing. So you can say, okay, each year in September, yeah. we run the same survey. You can define globally the survey itself. That's what we tend to advise. Just ask two or three questions. NPS, if you have to. <laughs> Satisfaction question. Um, and that's that's something you can do. So the let's say the, the comparability is much more um, secured because you are completely controlling the way it's being measured. Yeah. That's one side. The other side, at least the, the the risk there is that it becomes because most companies use KPIs. So the risk of doing an internal benchmark is that it becomes a and in case you're listening and you're hearing what's she doing, I'm sort of <laughs> virtually slapping, slapping somebody. <laughs> um, at where you feel, oh, you know, this country is, is having the, the lowest score. They're doing a bad job. So we always advise, please don't use it for that energy, but really use it to learn from each other. Hey, you know, in, uh, I don't know, in, um, in Czech, they are having a very high score on, I don't know, giving personal attention. Hey, maybe that's super interesting. Let's see what I in US can learn from that. So you help accelerate each other to a nine plus instead of making it a nasty, you know, the, the top three best and top three worst performance. Yeah, exactly. And also in this uh, global company, when I have office in Spain, I can benchmark myself with last year, right? So I had an uh, 8.1 last year, this year 8.3. Yeah. Well done. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And now, now you mentioned, so I have, I have one tip. So I tend to learn a lot <laughs> while I'm working. And when we did the first um, a benchmark within this uh, global company, so I'm always super open, transparent. So we had, I think, maybe eight countries. And we listed the scores of these countries with the country name next to it. With the idea, hey, we can learn from each other. Right? Sort of maybe naive in hindsight. Um, and then the first question we got from one of the, com the countries that was not scoring so well. was like, Yes, but our country is completely not comparable with the other country. 
let's say, for example, I know Czech is, of course, a very different country from US. Mm -hmm. um, so what we've learned from that, well, two things is we tend to say, but hey, if they in Czech discovered a super cool way to enhance personal tension, also, of course, US can learn from that. But more importantly, what we decided to do to stay away from sort of top three best and, and worst is we made it completely anonymous. So we had the same eight scores, but we had all the countries except the country that we were now presenting the results to. They were shown, but the rest, you just saw the scores, but you didn't know, was it France, was it US, or was it, I don't know, Germany? Uh, and that really worked well, because instead of then going on the defense, they were immediately seeing, ah, okay, so I'm, uh, I'm maybe in the lowest range, so there's a lot to improve. And then, of course, we can always say, hey, if you want to have some inspiration on this driver, go talk to Country X. Yeah. But that's a super, super tiny yet very impactful tip to stay away from a whole debate about comparability and having the right discussion about how can we improve. All right. And if I really, really, really want to benchmark <laughs> with other organizations... If you're that stubborn, Miranda. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> well, then, let's say the only... Um, let's say, sort of pure way to do it is to work with a research company that has a panel. Because if you would say, okay, my competitors are also willing to mm -hmm. do this benchmark together, then still, how would you know for sure they have the C same CRM? How would you know for sure they made the same selection yeah. and they're not, for example, you know, filtering out customers that were less happy? Uh, that's impossible to control. So the only option, if you want to benchmark, is working with a research company that has a panel of consumers in multiple countries, if you want to. Because they will just ask their panel members, hey, were you a, uh, are you a customer of company XYZ? Yes, and then they get questions. Yeah. There are a lot of risks there as well. Right? Is, is, is a panel participant a regular person? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I'm not a panel person. <laughs> But I'm getting incentives, right? I get uh, like a, you know, a ticket for, I don't know, having dinner. But I'm incentivized to fill out surveys. That's already, of course, different. Mm -hmm. The question is, how often do I get surveys? I think they have like once a month, you get a survey from this research company. Um, so be careful there, right? At least be careful with comparing those results with your own customer results. But purely for the benchmark, um, yes, it has risks, but this is the only alternative if you're really stubborn, Miranda, <laughs> and you want to have a benchmark with your competitors. All right. All right. So not um, uh, not a super long podcast. No. Nope. But can we summarize? I think the summary is to benchmark or not to benchmark. I think my advice would be to benchmark yourself first, to benchmark within other uh, offices if you're a more global company. And last, and yes, least, <laughs> have a benchmark, you know, with the panel research if you want to compare yourself to competitors. But then make sure, again, remember that if you are, I think we didn't mention this, right? So let's say in a benchmark, um, we tend to say, let's say if everybody scores a 7.1, mm -hmm. then okay, my target will become a 7.4. Yeah. Why? Why do you assume that you cannot go for an 8.5? Right? Why do you assume that the whole sector means that you cannot do any better? Don't be lazy. <laughs> exactly. I cannot agree more. <laughs> I did not. I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny because that makes me think about well, uh, especially in Europe, 
there's this whole debate has been going on, still going on, about a European version of the MPS and the original MPS. So the European version of the MPS means that not just the 9 and 10 are promoters, but 8, 9, 10 are promoters. Because That's ASIO, nice. That's easy. How, how do you want to increase MPS? Exactly. Just you, include the 8. You just hack your <laughs> MPS definition. Yeah. Because the idea was, well, you know, the people in Europe and definitely also in the Netherlands, they are not that excited, right? So they will not rate you at 10. What did I do, again, to sort of contradict this? So with one of the companies I was working, we said, okay, let me do an analysis of all the individual scores with the customer service of that. It was an insurance company. Hmm. And 30%, so Dutch people, right? We are not very known for you know, giving super high scores. At least that's the image that we're having. 30%, yes, 3-0, rated it at 10 so my conclusion, again, that's why I had to laugh about your response, is indeed, I always say, it's not that the metric is not okay. You're just not doing a good job to make me happy. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, it's a wrap? I'd say it's a wrap. All right. See you next time. Ciao. Ciao.